Hi, thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley, and I'm with Will. Say hi, Will. Hey, everybody. So we're trying a little bit of a different setup here, audio setup, because Will is allergic to my cats, and uh, he has trouble breathing. In this particular episode, we are reviewing the book Jesus, an Interview Across Time by Andrew G. Hodges, uh, MD. He's a psychiatrist and psychoanalyst. So in, in the way this book is written, it's basically an interview with Jesus. So I guess it's him or it's some other person, like a uh, maybe a psychiatrist or something. I'm not, I wasn't quite clear on that, but you know, asking Jesus these direct questions. And it was really interesting how the questions that were being asked were the same questions that you were asking in the last podcast. So that's really, that was really cool. So, uh, Will, why don't you uh, get us rolling? Okay, sure. In this uh, audiobook that we were checking out called uh, Interview with Jesus, basically it just, uh, you have like a, basically a one-on-one conversation with Jesus, and he talks about certain things, which I thought were quite interesting. Imagine yourself being Joseph, and you know, you have your wife Mary, and she conceives the son Jesus, who has been given a very difficult task, and he's the only one who could do said task. And imagine yourself as Joseph, and you found out that your wife has been knocked up by God. You know, like, of course, the first thing that's going to pop into my mind is like, you got to be kidding me. Like, she clearly cheated, and she wasn't loyal to me. But then imagine dying and going to see God and being like, hey, uh, God, you kind of knocked up my wife back there. You know, uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you didn't contribute. You know, Am I going to get child support or what? <laughs> <laughs> But I just thought well, it's, it, it was interesting, yeah. like you know, because uh, kind of this book kind of provides a very a lot of insight in the sense about why uh, Jesus was the Messiah and what and why he was chosen for this important task, and the, and the fact that you know Joseph and Mary were his parents and they gave him they gave him a great upbringing in order to prepare him for the long road ahead. God was preparing him to to endure so much, so that he could be able he can be be uh, the one person that could be the, the, the sacrifice so that everybody else can uh, be with our Heavenly Father in paradise. Yeah, I like that. It's it's interesting how Hodges, how he got some of his answers. Like the, the question of, the question that you had in the last podcast was, when did he know that he was the Messiah? At what point in his life? Of course, I didn't know the answer to that, and I don't know if anybody does, but Hodges took a really good educated guess, and he used a lot of scripture in order to do that. And it made a lot of sense. And in fact, it answered one of the questions that I quietly had, which is, is that Jesus had said King David was a man of his own heart, a man like his own heart. I think that's the saying. And I, and I kind of thought, well, that's a huge clue as to what Jesus is like. But in a way, David, King David was kind of a psychopath too. He was, he was a pretty violent guy, especially, but he was a very passionate guy. And I I don't want to derail too much from that. But the thing was, is how Jesus understood who he was, was through the scripture and basically 
Yeah, it's kind he, of came, he came to sense. know that 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 King David's story was a foreshadowing of his own story. Yeah, but like and, when you think and, it, like King David did a, a lot of terrible things, but a lot of good things as well. He, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Goliath. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like a man, what? How? Like this Goliath was a big dude, and David took him down on the faith and the the backing of God, you know. And if you have God on your side, yeah. you know, all the doors yeah. open in a sense. Yeah. And the thing is, though, he's he also committed a uh, he he murdered uh, someone to uh, hook yeah. up with some hook up with that person's wife, and yeah. this person isn't a perfect person, but he's done, but he's done good and terrible things. And Jesus actually relates to this person, so as you can see, there's you can see that there's some uh, you know humanistic aspects of Jesus, like because Jesus has put on this giant pedestal as this perfect being. But and he is the fact that like he was perfect. He did many great things, but he was also human. And I kind of feel like what this yes, book right. humanizes yeah. him, yeah. humanizes him. Yeah, to the point that absolutely. We can actually absolutely. See, see ourselves through Jesus. That's right. So you could see the the doubts that Jesus had as as he's being interviewed. He's Jesus is sort of admitting the times when he felt down and he felt lost or whatever, but he would always go back to the scriptures. And so the scriptures for him, God was communicating right to him, his own father. And that's how he realized that he was the only begotten of the fa- of the father. Yeah. But like, yo, take and that he, take he got that to know his role. Like, imagine and, and, yourself and that, in that situation where like you've read a book and it says, you're meant to do this. The whole world has been waiting for you. I have said, made this yeah. plan and I need you to fulfill it. Just a burden on his shoulders. Like yeah, I couldn't for sure. for sure. think about what what was going on through this guy's mind, and the fact that before he was born, certain people were getting killed off in certain areas because they thought Jesus is in, is in this location. We need to wipe him out, and his family fled yeah. to certain areas sure. so they could be safe and have refuge, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. Like so, before you even were born, like you know, well, yeah. So he's. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how um, Hodges put together this the story of of Jesus and how he got to know his own messiahship is through the scriptures and him realizing that David's story is is a foreshadowing of of his own story and that those things that uh, Moses and Jeremiah and all those prophets were prophesying were really uh, about this about this Messiah, he began began to realize that it was him because there's just too many, uh, because in reading the scriptures, he came across prophecies that the Messiah would be born in the city of David, uh, Bethlehem, that he would be from Galilee, that he would come out of the tribe of Judah. And so he's, at, at the time, you know, Jesus, while he's being interviewed, he's saying that at the time when I was a kid, I just thought this was a coincidence, but it turned out to be, and that, the, and then he was also saying too that he was reading in the scriptures, and Isaiah was saying that the Messiah would be born of a virgin, and and then that that also Jesus is saying in in this book that that also caught my attention when I was a kid because he had known that his his mother Mary was pregnant three months before they got married, and and he. He needed to sort of ask about that, you know, and so all these things started coming together uh, that and I just sort of of thought that is really, really good use of the scripture. That makes perfect sense for me. That is extremely, extremely plausible that 
that is actually what happened. And so, and, and basically where Jesus finds out, he's definitely, yes, that must be it. I am the Messiah is when he's in the temple, right? When he's uh, age 10 or 12, he's in the temple. They, they go to Jerusalem uh, and, um, and he's amazing, these scholars and these scribes and all this kind of stuff. And he's asking them all these questions and these scholars and scribes are, are just blown away. But that's basically, Jesus is asking, you know, and the Savior is supposed to be, you know, supposed to be born in Bethlehem and, and this and that and the other thing. And they're all confirming that and just the lights go on and he's, he says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the Messiah. So, yeah. Um, now there was also another thing too, that you talked about, and that is Jesus must've thrown down at, at least some points, right? He must've gotten into a fistfight or something. And it talks about that too, about how he was in his youth, he was always made fun of because he was a bastard child. Here's Mary. She's getting big around the belly. She's looking pregnant. She's in Nazareth, which is a small town. So rumors are getting around and it just kind of stuck, right? So here's Jesus. He's born into a situation where he's, a, he's people, the, the word is, is that he's a bastard child and he's always mocked. All, even even by his own half brothers James and Jude, you know, even they make fun of him, according to Jesus in this interview. And, and again, even that's very plausible. I think that would be plausible as well. And then they get into a fist fight, right? So uh, some of the neighborhood kids are making fun of him yet again, and and then Jesus just sort of says, "Okay, you know, uh, stick up your dukes or whatever." I, I'm not. It wasn't quite, I think they attacked him or something, but he just, he's the carpenter's son and he's, he puts up a good fight. So what'd you think about that? I just thought it was quite, quite interesting in a sense, because Jesus has always been on this, uh, you know, turn the other cheek process. And we've always been, uh, been kind of placed in this kind of bubble where when someone is inflicting harm towards us as Christians, that we're supposed to just take it and just be like, yep, okay, I'm going to take this take this uh, hate and abuse that this person is sending towards me. But I kind of feel like in a sense, you know, just from looking, looking into this book and like actually listening to what, what Jesus has to say on this was that he, he loved himself. At the same time, you have to be, you have to be on that level of, I must also protect myself out of love for myself and out of love for others. And the fact he that says, he yeah. down with these people kind of proves to, your, proves to him that, and to like, others that he was a human and he had to go through certain battles he couldn't just you know use his tongue and just try to tell these guys to leave him alone and stuff like that he actually had to get physical with some people i kind of in a way i kind of feel like it humanizes him even more uh, again this is speculation right this is kind of a hypothesis that uh, hodges is working with that and this is how he's sort of coming up with these answers and he talks about you know how he's yeah since his birth he had been sort of persecuted since he was a young kid. And he, again, he likens himself. He, he said he felt like King David who defended himself against a lion and a bear. And that makes sense too. Why Jesus would, would say that, you know, this is a man after his own heart or something that makes sense to me. And for the fact that Jesus as a boy was reading about this King David, this, this kid, the shepherd boy who ended up becoming the most fierce 
and beloved uh, king of Israel ever, something that Jesus would would become. Something throughout the whole book is how Jesus again and again goes to the scriptures to read his script, right? To find out what's next, what's coming next, and also to get comfort. So he's getting, he's having, he has this direct communication with God, with his father. And so when he's feeling sad, feeling insignificant, not understood, he reads in Psalm 56, you have collected all my tears and preserved them in your bottle. And it's kind of interesting, that thing too. They used to actually have tear bottles in in Rome. Yeah, I guess you can still buy them, uh, these antiques, but they the wives would preserve their tears in these vials, in these tear bottles and store them up and, and save them for uh, when their husbands came back from war. And then they would present these bottles filled with their tears. And so Jesus is saying in this interview, we should all be able to say about the book, it's mine. It's for me. It was written for me. Just like, just like Jesus very likely used that. He used the scriptures as his script, as direction, as the way that God talks to him. And, and I, I definitely use the scriptures like that. There's a great metaphor that Jesus uses too. He says the scriptures are like a multi-story mansion with all kinds of uh, secret rooms and hidden gardens and things like that. And it's really true. Every time I read the scriptures, I discover something new. So I kind of like that. What kind of made, made this uh, even more interesting to me, like, because I never looked at it from like Jesus' perspective. What, what kind of made me more interested was the fact that they talked about, about reading the scriptures and getting his answers from God about what he needs to do, you know, and how you can look at every part in the Bible and just find it like it's like a one-on-one way of God communicating to Jesus about what he needs to do. So imagine that, like imagine knowing that you're going to go through a measurable amount of pain when it comes to your death. Imagine that process. And then after that, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're going to come back to life again. Imagine that process. I, I couldn't even fathom what would be going on in his mind knowing that he would have to endure so much pain. And the For fact sure. that, and that is, like, yeah. You know, and the fact that he has to be prepared through that, like truly prepared. That's through, right. You know? That's and, right. And it really talks about that too, how Jesus was through his life as he began to understand the prophecies and understand that his face would be beaten beyond recognition, that his beard would be pulled out, that he would be uh, he would suffer like no other person has suffered before. He talks about in this interview of how he prepared himself for that through time and the scriptures that he was reciting to himself as he was going through all those, that torture and every, and it was really, I, I found the book very moving. There is no other book that made me think more deeply about the atonement and what Jesus went through for us. Amazing book. Interesting. Okay. So thanks for joining me, oh, Will. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. And thanks uh, to our listeners who have joined us. See you next time. God bless. God bless.